Well, awesome to see you. Thanks for being here. First weekend in November, we made it. Time change weekend, like you made it. So glad that you're in church. Beautiful, warm weekend like this. Of all the places you could be, and here you are. So it is awesome to be with you, those of you in person, those of you who are with us online. We're really glad to be together this weekend. So thanks for coming. If you're new, I haven't met you yet. My name's Daryl Holden, one of the pastors here. And I'm really glad that you're here too. And we would love the opportunity to meet you. If you haven't let us know you're, you're checking us out or worshiping with us yet, and we'd love to meet you. If you're here in the room, probably the best thing to do is when we're done, if you would walk out of here and stop at our welcome desk and say hi to our welcome team. Um, they have a gift for you and we'd like your contact information. If you're with us online, you'd hit that connect button. That'll take you to our digital connect card. If you'd fill that out for us. And what we'd like to do with your information is reach out to you contact card, and we will just see if we can answer any questions for you, if we could pray for you in some way, if we could serve you, if we could help you. That's kind of the intent of all of that, and so really appreciate the opportunity to, um, to serve you like that. So if you'd let us know you're here, that'd be awesome for us, so thank you. Um, Joseph Joubert is a, he was a French philosopher, lived in the late 17 and early 1800s, and he wrote this brilliant little line that I think was later quoted by Winnie the Pooh Bear, he said, if you're gonna go in search of honey, you must expect to be stung by bees. You hear Winnie the Pooh saying that in his voice? I mean, like, he's, I can hear it in Winnie the Pooh's voice. And you know, you've, you've heard the cliches, right? Like, there's, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no success without sacrifice. You can't have something for nothing. Like, those cliches are true, and we all have experienced in our life that um, if, you want, if you want something good in your life, if you want something, we know what it's like to give up something that's important to us for something that's more important to us. And so if you're a parent, like you know what it's like. Parent, you've given up sleep to take care of a kid. If you are a student, you've given up time with friends to learn and to study. And so we've all experienced like giving up something in our life for something that's more important. So we're in this series we're calling Remember. In this series, we're talking about things that are important that we need to remember. If you're learning it for the first time, these are things to remember. And if you've known these things, these are things to be reminded of and maybe called again to live into. And this series on Remember, this series is about a kind of life that God wants to give to us. This series is about receiving the kind of life that God wants to live to us, to give to us, and living into what he has for us living into his best for our lives, experiencing a life that is filled with, with purpose and meaning and with eternal kind of impact. God wants to give these things to us. And, and as we say yes to these, we're saying yes to this life that God's giving to us as a church. And as we say yes to this, there's an important thing that we need to acknowledge and that we need to remember in our time together this weekend. And that is that this kind of life requires sacrifice. This kind of life that God is calling us to, to receive and then to live into is a life of sacrifice. And so for people like you and me, we need to think through this and remember this. And, and it's important for us as we talk about sacrifice to know about God. Because when we start to think about sacrifice, you can think about like this from, from God's, from, you can think about God in this way that like God is, God's a big bully and he wants to take things from me. And that could not be farther from the truth. God is not a big bully who wants to take things from you. God is actually a big giver 
who wants to give things to you. And so what he asks of you is that you would turn loose of the stuff in your hands that is important to you so he could take it and he could infuse it with purpose and meaning and life and eternal impact and give it back to you so that you could experience the kind of life that he wants to have for you. And it's that initial act of, of giving. It's that initial act of turning loose, that initial act of letting go that is so hard for us. And because that's so hard for us, and because the kind of life that you and I want to live and that God wants to give to us requires that letting go, I think we should talk about it in our time together. So I wanna jump into this with our definition of sacrifice. As a church, we have stolen this straight from Craig Groeschel. He says, and we say yes to this, that sacrifice is giving up something you love for something you love even more. You know, cleaning out your garage, cleaning out your closet, and taking that stuff to Salvation Army, like that's, that's not sacrifice. That's just getting rid of stuff that you need to get rid of. Or taking your extra, taking something that you have multiple of, no matter how much you've got or how nice it is, and giving that away, that's, that's not sacrifice. That's just getting rid of your, that's giving away your extra. Sacrifice cost. There's a price tag associated with sacrifice. Sacrifice, sacrifice is giving up something that is important to you. There's, there is cost now to that in the moment. There's this, there's this real acknowledgement of I am giving up something that is of value to me. Sacrifice is giving up something you love for something that you love even more. And who or what you sacrifice for will tell you who and what you love. Who or what you sacrifice for will tell you who or what you love. So several years ago, Marie and I were, um, we were leading a mission trip to Brazil, so a previous church. And we were, we were living in Michigan, and we were, um, we were collecting clothing for we were going to one of the poorest parts of northeastern Brazil. Families there are super poor. And, and we were collecting Michigan and Michigan State gear for for kids in, we were gonna be serving during our time in Brazil, and we had this table out at the church on a weekend, and these two boys walked past, and they were wearing Michigan gear, and they heard what was up with this table, and both of them took off their shirts right there at church and gave those shirts to our table. And I was there to see that, and for me, that was the coolest thing. So here these two little dudes are that are giving away this important thing something they love, giving up something they love for something they love even more. And it was just this beautiful moment of, of sacrifice of kids doing what they could to, for something that they love even more. And so I love that little story of sacrifice. It reminds me, like there's a cost. There's a cost when we give up something we love for something that we love even more. It's one of the great Bible verses about sacrifice. And this is where I'd like to spend a little bit of time together with you today. It's in Ephesians chapter five, verses one and two. The Apostle Paul writes these words. He says, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So I wanna explore this little verse with you just for a few minutes, and I wanna point out four things that I think are really important that as we consider this subject of sacrifice, give you these four things and then talk with you about um, three reasons the Bible says we get to be sacrificial in the way we live, and then three sacrifices, all right? So we're just gonna kind of flow through this together. So let me share with you these four things about this 
verse about sacrifice. First thing that you gotta know as we talk about sacrifice and living a life of love is that you are dearly loved. That you are dearly loved. We approach the subject of sacrifice as dearly loved children of God. We don't, we don't come to the subject of sacrifice as, as servants of God, you know, as cowering servants of God. We don't come to this subject of sacrifice as, as outsiders, people who don't really belong but are trying to get in. We come to this conversation about sacrifice, giving up things we love for what we love even more as, as people who are dearly loved children of God. And you have to know that. You have to know that as you're engaging with this service today, you have to know that you are, you are deeply and dearly loved by God. He, he sees you, he knows what's going on in your life, and his heart moves towards your heart. He is offering himself to you. He has, he has demonstrated his love for you. God's greatest demonstration of his love for you is what we just celebrated in communion, that while you and I are still sinners, Jesus died for us. God's, God's kind of love for us is a sacrificial love. And, and you just need to know as we talk about this subject of sacrifice that you are deeply and dearly loved by God. And then the second thing to know is that love and sacrifice go together. Love and sacrifice go together. Again, God's greatest demonstration of his love for you is sacrifice on your behalf. Jesus demonstrates his love for you and for me by giving up his life as a sacrifice for our sins. Love and sacrifice, from God's point of view, love and sacrifice go together. There's this little quote, and I've shared it with you a number of times, and I think it's important that you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. I don't know who said that. I keep looking for who said that. Some people say Victor Hugo and Les Mis. Somebody else give Amy Carmichael credit. Some people say it's anonymous. I can't find who said it, but it's true. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving because love and sacrifice go together. Live a life of love just as God loved us and Jesus loved us and gave himself up for us. And so as we, as we consider giving up things for we love for what we love even more, love and sacrifice always go together. And so we hang on to those two statements. The third statement from this little verse, God is a sacrificial giver, not a taker. God is a sacrificial giver, not a taker. And we've gotta know this. We have to, more than know it, we, we have to believe this. This has, to be, this has to be the soil in which this idea of us living sacrificial lives is rooted, that God is a sacrificial giver. He is not a taker. And so as we lean into this, this is, this is one of the ways that the Bible convinces us that this, like God is unique from all the other little g gods, all the other little g gods of little other religions. Christianity is unique because our God is a sacrificial giver to us, not a taker. In all the other religions of the world, the people are the givers and the God is a taker. Our is exactly the opposite. Our God is a sacrificial giver and you and I get to be people who receive. And so to know God is a sacrificial giver, he's not a taker. And because God is a sacrificial giver, 
you and I get to be sacrificial givers too. Now I want you to notice words that I used very carefully, we get to do this. This is not something that we have to do. This is not a requirement to be sacrificial people. This is not something that we drudge into. This is not an assignment from a boss that we don't understand why they're making us do this kind of, this is, this is not a have to. This is, this is a get to. This sacrificial God who loves us and has sacrificed himself for us says, hey, I'll include you in this. Like, here's how I am. You can be like me. You can be part of this too. And so this idea of being people who give up something we love for something we love even more, this is, this is something that we get to do. And so let me share with you three things from the Bible that kind of that solidify this for me in my mind. I hope it'll help you too, that this is something that you and I sacrifice is something that you and I get to do, all right? So three things. The first of these three things is it sacrifice for us, for us to be sacrificial. It is the right response to who God is and what he's done for us. You can respond, you can respond to, to God's love for you and his sacrifice towards you. There are a lot of ways that you can do that. But being sacrificial, being an imitator of God, if that is, that is the right response. I mean, we say yes to this sacrifice, we receive it, and as we receive it, how do we respond to it? How do we live from there? The way we live from there is to be sacrificial too to be like God, to be an imitator of him. In Romans chapter 12, verse one, the Bible tells us, it talks about sacrifice and bring our whole selves, like all of who we are and everything that we've got, bringing all of that and putting it on an altar, talks about sacrificing that. And, as it t and we read about that sacrifice, the Bible tells us, this is, this is your reasonable act of worship. This is, this is, the, this is the right response to who God is and to and to what he has done for you. He has, he has sacrificed for you and he has said, hey, you can be like me in this. And as you understand who he is and what he's done the right way, it's like, yeah, yes, I'll be like you. I'll be like you. And so this is, this is our right response to who God is and what he, what he has done for us. The second thing is, is God wants something for you, not from you in sacrifice. God wants something for you, not from you. So maybe you're scratching your head a little bit and cause like, you know, wait a minute, we're talking about giving up stuff that we love for stuff that we love even more and when we're talking about giving up stuff that we love, especially for God, it sounds kinda like God's trying to, like he's trying to make his pile bigger and my pile smaller and all of that, but that is not the case at all. God is, God is, a, God is a giver who, who wants something for you, he is not a taker who wants something from you. And what God wants from his people is for us to turn loose of the things that are valuable for us so that he can take them and he can infuse them with purpose and meaning and eternal value in his kind of life and then give them back to us so that we can experience the life that he wants us to live. And God has always been like that. God's always been like that. So if you were to start reading through the Bible and you, you start in what we would call the Old Testament, so if you're new to these things, Genesis, the first book of the Bible, it starts the Old Testament. 
and you'd make it through like to the third book of the Bible called Leviticus. Leviticus talks about the sacrifices that God, that God called his people to give to him way back when. And these sacrifices, there were five different kinds of sacrifices at different times and for different purposes. They were, they were either an animal from the herds that God's people owned, or they were produce from their fields or from their gardens that God's people tended, and they were to bring that animal or they were to bring that produce, and they would actually bring it to a priest who would take it and who would put it on an altar and it was, it was a gift, it was a sacrificial gift from the people of God for God. They were giving up something they loved, something that was important to them. And they were doing it because they loved God and wanted to be with him even more. And so these sacrifices that God required, there were five different sacrifices, different times, different ways, but they really kinda had, if, if I could oversimplify it for us, there were really three, there were three categories of sacrifices in that. So there was a, there was a sacrifice that was, that was an ask of God, like please forgive me. So you would, you would bring an animal, this one required an animal, life. For, so the animal, the person would bring a bull or a goat or a lamb to the priest and the priest would actually kill that bull or goat or lamb, and then they would put the carcass on the, the altar and it would, it would burn. And, and it sounds like, like God is trying to, like I gotta pay him for my sin. I gotta pay him for my sin. That's not what was happening at all. What was happening is that God wasn't taking a bull or a goat or a lamb from people who needed that. What God was doing was he was putting his people in a position to see the worshiper who was paying attention in that moment would see the price tag of their sin, that, that my sin leads to death. My sin is ugly. God, I, I'm seeing it from your perspective. I'm turning from that sin and I'm turning to you. And that was the moment that God was waiting for because God's not trying to take an animal. What God wants to do is give forgiveness. And so in that moment when the worshipers saw that my sin is ugly and God, like I'm, I'm turning to you, I'm turning away from that and I'm turning to you, God stepped in and, and gave them what he was wanting to give them so that they could live in the blessing and the joy of forgiveness. And when they would bring their produce and from crops or from their gardens and they would, they would bring it to the priest and the priest would put some of it on the altar and there were different ways that they handled that produce, God wasn't trying to take food out of anybody's mouth. He wasn't trying to take food out of anybody's mouth. He was, these were sacrifices that said, you know, thank you, God. And God, I honor you. You are, you are God over me, and thank you for what you have provided for me. And the, and the worshiper would bring what, what they grew in their fields or in their gardens. And, and what it was, it was a moment for them to offer that to God and acknowledging that, like, hey, there's two ways this can go. Like, this is about provision. And as a farmer, as agrarian people, like, we can get... Like we can get the, what the weather, weather patterns and the soil conditions give us. We work for that. And we could, we could just get what happens in this particular year. Or we could, we could bring our crops, our, we could bring the first stuff of what we've grown and we can offer that to God as gratitude. And when, when the worshiper would bring their, their food to God and offer it to him, 
He, was, he wasn't trying to take food. God doesn't, he doesn't need a handful of grain. He doesn't need a basket of fruit. Like he doesn't need that. What he's doing is he's inviting the worshiper to come and to acknowledge and to, and to receive God's inserting himself into their lives and into their livelihood. And so instead of just getting the best that the soil and the weather patterns could produce in, in their lives, what now what they're receiving is like God stepping in, the God who is over the weather, the God who's in charge of the condition of the soil. God wanted to bless his people so that their barns were full to overflowing. And so when God says, hey, bring these sacrifices to me, it's not because God's looking for him, us to give him something. What God's doing is God says, I have something better for you. If you will bring what you have, what's important to you, if you'll bring it and if you'll give it to me, I will take it from you and I will infuse it with purpose and meaning and eternal life and value and I will give it back to you so that you could experience the kind of life that I have for you to live. God is not a taker. God is not a taker. He does not want something from you as he calls people like you and me to live lives of love, to imitate him, to be sacrificial. He's not, he's not trying to get something from you. He has something that he wants to give to you. He has something for you. And so we get to be sacrificial because God has something for us. He's not trying to take something from us. And then this third thing, we honor God with our sacrifices. God honors us for our sacrifices. You, you can't sacrifice to God without that being honoring of him. He says, he says hey, imitate me in this. Right? Be like me in this, the greatest form of flattery, not, the kind, of, you know, not the, the kind that doesn't mean anything, but the sincerest form of, of imitating somebody, the sincerest form of honoring somebody is, is being like them. And so you and I, we follow in God's footsteps and we are sacrificial and God honors us for living like him. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16, we read this, it says, don't forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. With sacrifices, God is pleased. It brings our heavenly Father joy when we imitate him by living sacrificial lives. So again, this is, this is not something we have to do. This is rooted in the fact that we are dearly loved children of God, and this is something that we get to do. God says, like, hey, live, live like me, and if you'll live like me, I'll take the stuff that is in your hands, and I will infuse it with purpose and meaning and eternal life and value, and I will give it back to you. And if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna give up what's in your hands, like you can keep it and you'll get what you get, best you can do, whatever that is, like that's what you'll get. But if you turn loose of what's important to you, what's of great value to you, if you turn loose what's important to you, if you'll give that to God, he'll take it and he'll give you back, it infused with his kind of life and his kind of meaning, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, so let, me, let me kind of talk through, I think, three specific sacrifices for us as a church. Heading into, we're first weekend in November, headed into the end of our year, November, December. If you're like me, you're kind of looking at December 31st and wondering, okay, how much year do I have left to get things to make progress in different areas of my life? And, and so, 
So here's some, here's some ways that people like you and me can engage, and I think this is, if Christ Community Church is your church, these are, these are important for us. These are important for us to step into. These are sacrifices I think that God is asking us to, to make at this point. So the first one is to say yes to personal worship, to give God the first part of your day, to spend time reading your Bible and praying before anything else happens, gets going, distracts you, to, to sacrifice to God the first little bit of your day. Four times a week, at a minimum four times a week. Research shows that four times a week or more has a drastic difference in your life and my life. Three times a week or less doesn't really reap enough, like there's just no external evidence of benefit in these things. But if you would be a person who says, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give God the first minutes of my day so that he would give that time, like he will give that time back to you. Bible reading and prayer. And so you could, if you're, what does that look like? Maybe for you it looks like the Psalms. If you just open up the Bible and into the middle of the Bible, you're gonna land in the Psalms. The Psalms are the ancient prayers of God's people. And most of them are reasonable length. You can read them in a couple of minutes, a few minutes, and so you could read a psalm, and you could let what's in that psalm, the psalms talk about God, they talk about us, they, they're great fodder for prayer. And so, so maybe for you, it's, it's taking a psalm and, and just reading that a couple of times and letting that be the fodder for your prayer, for your time of talking with your heavenly Father, and again, giving him the first little bit of your day, sacrifice personal worship, or maybe, you would, maybe you'd rather read a chapter from one of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they're the first books of the New Testament about Jesus's life. And you could read about who Jesus is and the kind of things that he does, and you could just thank him for, for who he is and for how he lived and, and ask him what that looks like for you to take your next steps and being like him. But the point of this, the point of this is, is to spend time every day to spend time to, to say yes to personal worship. If you're a believer in Jesus, you have a personal relationship with God. And, and it is right for you to nurture that personal relationship with him. And so if you're a believer in Jesus, for you to nurture your personal relationship with him, love and sacrifice go together. And to give up, to give up your time, your, your first minutes of your day from whatever else it is that you do to give that up and to offer that to the Lord as a sacrifice to him, you'll be, you'll be amazed at what he gives back to you. So saying yes to personal worship is the first thing. And as you say yes to personal worship, what that really does is it grounds you in our starting place, that you are dearly loved, that you are dearly loved, that God is not, he is not trying to take something from you, he has something that he wants to give to you. If you will be a personal worshiper, you will, you will be grounded in that truth that that you are dearly loved. And so that's the first, that's the starting place for us to, to sacrifice the first minutes of our day in personal worship. The second is to say yes to weekend serving. You know, if you're part of this church, we're here on Saturday evenings and we're here on Sunday mornings. We have three different worship services and there are opportunities all over this building during each of those hours to be at, with our greeters, to be on our welcome ministry team, to be part of our prayer teams, to be with our kids in Kids City. There, there are opportunities all over this building to serve on weekends. Weekend serving actually is a growth area for us as a church. And, and so, because we all love our weekends, right? We love our time on the weekends and we love our freedom on the weekends. And, 
and to sacrifice time on the weekend to give up something that we love, like that's a check for us to give up something we love for something we love even more. And so to call us as a church, I think God's asking us as a church to step in to weekend serving and to be in part of what God does on weekends, to give up an hour of your time on the weekend to the Lord and to his people and see what he does with that. He's not trying to take an hour from you for the weekend. He has something that he wants to give you, purpose and meaning, the opportunity to be involved in something way bigger than yourself and to be part of something that has eternal value. And if you, if you wanna be part of weekend serving, you're scratching your head like, I don't even know what that would look like for me. I don't even know where I would fit. That's awesome. Our team would love to visit with you and probably the easiest way for us to get in touch with you, you to let us know that, is to, if you're here in the room, stop at the welcome desk if you're online to hit that connect button and just let us know on that contact card that, hey, I'm interested in weekend serving. Have somebody get in touch with me. We'll be in touch with you. Because this is a sacrifice that, that we get to offer to God of our time on a weekend so important to us. And so to bring a sacrifice of saying yes, this sacrifice of weekend serving. And then the third one is to say yes to year-end giving. All right, so you got, like, you've gotta notice, I'm talking to you about your time, your energy, and your money. These are things that we value. These are, these are things that are important to us. These are things that appropriately and sometimes inappropriately we love. And sacrifice is giving up something we love for something we love even more. So we're in the last two months of our year. Can I tell you though, you just gotta know as I talk about year in giving, we're actually on track to be in the black. So we do, we do financial projections. If our church continues to give like we've given in years past, we'll finish the year in the black. So this is not about like, oh, the budget's in trouble and Daryl needs to raise money. This is not about that at all. This is about giving up something we love, turning loose of things that we love, offering that to God, letting him involved in your financial life, and to take your resources and infuse them with his kind of purpose and his kind of meaning and let you be part of something that lasts for all eternity. And so, so for us, as we give over and above. So if you, if you go to Christ's community, if you don't go here, like this, this part isn't for you, but if you go here and you haven't joined us in giving yet, maybe November, December is the time for you to step into that. For you to, for you to begin joining in with those of us who are sacrificial givers at our church. And so you could, you could start with like a percentage of your income. If you decide a half percent or 1% or 2%, whatever your percentage of your income, and I'm just gonna start giving this, I'm gonna sacrifice this. Or, or maybe you just pick a dollar figure that when you look at November and December and you think, huh, like that would, be, that would be a substantial gift for me in November and December if I could give this much. That dollar figure is probably something that God might be working on your heart about if something's coming to your mind. Like, and, and to give that, just to start with that. If you're one of the people who already give here, giving's always a sacrifice. Giving's always a sacrifice. And as you give for a while, it becomes part of your budget. And it's still sacrificial, but it doesn't cost like it used to. And so, so maybe for those of us who've been part of this for a while, there's a, there's a new level of sacrifice for us in, in giving, giving up something we love for something that we love even more. And, and a renewed ask of God or an invitation to God to like, step in to to my financial life so I can experience your, I don't just wanna get what I can get. Like I, I wanna be part of what you want me to be part of. And so you, so you could step in and maybe take a next step. We all have a next step 
in being sacrificial givers. And as we give, as we give as a church, we'll, we'll go over what our expenses are and what that enables us to do, this is so cool, what that enables us to do then is to be surprisingly generous with our missionaries who are around the globe, with our local missions partners who are here in town, with our staff team to, be, to say yes and thank you to the people who are serving us and serving on our behalf in places that we're not able to reach. It will, it will give us a running start into our building edition project that we've got coming in 2024. There's so much good. There's so much good that will come if we'll be people who say yes to year-end giving and listen to what the Lord has to say as he whispers to you, you are dearly loved. You're dearly loved. Give me, give me your time. Give me the first part of the day. Give me, give me your energy. Give me an hour on a weekend. Give me, give me money. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your money. But he has something for you in this. He wants to take the time, the energy, the money that you and I love and that we, that we hold on to so tightly, that we protect. He wants, he wants us to offer that to him. And he will take it. Not because he's a taker because he's gonna infuse it with purpose and meaning and eternal value and his kind of life and his kind of light and he's gonna give it back to us and we get to live in the stream of his blessing. So here's our verse again, Ephesians chapter five, verses one and two. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So can I pray for us? Then I'll have some discussion questions for you. So would you guys please bow your head and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, we are really grateful for your yes over us, that we are dearly loved children. And as we sit and listen to these things, may we hold that and we sit in that. May we rejoice in knowing that that you are our heavenly father and you love us deeply and dearly. Do you whisper that to our hearts? Everybody's participating in this service. May we, we hear you say, I love you to us. We need to experience that. And then would you call us into our next steps of being sacrificial people? We wanna honor you by imitating you. We wanna live lives of love as you have loved us. And so thank you for letting us be part of this. You don't need anything we have to offer and yet you call us into it so that we could be like you, so that we could live in the stream of your blessing. And Jesus, we are saying yes to that. We are praying these things in your name, amen. All right, so if you are um, part of our church and you're in a small group, you know that these are the discussion questions for your group as you head into this week. If you're new to our church and you're interested in being part of a group, like you can just stop at the welcome desk or tell us on that connect card. As you leave here today, let us know. Um, so these discussion questions, or as you leave this service, whoever you're having dinner with or, or time with this, this afternoon, evening, like you could, you could let people have this conversation together. So, so here's the questions. The first one is, do you have a sacrifice story that inspires or moves you? You've seen somebody give something that meant something to them and it was just noticeable to you. Do you have a sacrifice story like that? Do you agree that you cannot love without giving? It's that little quote, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Do you agree about that or why or why not? A little extra Bible study for you. Read Philippians chapter two, verses five through eight. What did Jesus love that he gave up? What does he love even more? 
just take our definition of sacrifice and run that through these verses of Jesus and the way he lived in our lives. Are you more likely to see sacrifice as something I have to do? Or do you see it as something that you get to do? And why do you think you see it that way? Like you already know the answer from the sermon, but like where does that land for you really? How do you normally see it? And it's just safe to talk about that in your groups. And then where in your life do you feel like you're winning at living a life of love? And where do you need to take some next steps? And I hope this conversation will be really helpful for you and encouraging to you and to the people that you're having the conversation with. I hope you guys grow together and experience the life of love that God has for you. All right, I'm gonna turn this over to Adam. Love you guys, look forward to seeing you next weekend.